Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. All right, we have the stand-up comedian Carlos Mencia, who was in studio with me here like about six years ago. It's been a while. Carlos is at Helium St. Louis, one of the great clubs uh, in uh, the United States. Carlos, uh, welcome back to the show, man. It's been a while. Um, So just wonder for you, in in the last two years with the the Zoom shows and the outdoor shows, uh, drive-in theaters. How, how did you get through all that, man? You know, what? what's interesting is, though the audiences, you know, have slowly come back, you know, to going out, the audiences that do come out and have been coming out are unbelievably great audiences. Uh, they don't care. They want to laugh. They have a thick skin. They get that it's comedy. They want to be out. So not a lot of um, resistance to to the actual comedy itself. So for me personally, it's been really, really great engaging with those audiences and then kind of slowly incorporating the average, you know, goer, the average person that comes out, the, you know, the the people that do have lines, the people that do get a little sensitive, the people that laugh when the joke is on others, but get weird when the joke is on them. And so incorporating that and seeing that evolution, it's just been really great for my stand-up. No doubt. We've been starved. I'm a comedy nerd, too. We've been starved. We're trying to go as much as possible. But then you make bring up a good point. You have these uh, social warriors who will laugh at all the jokes about everybody else, everybody's religion and ethnicity, but then it's on them and they feel like they have to stand up and take a stand. How do you, how do you react when you have somebody in the crowd try to like, uh, you know, the, the, the narcissism of them standing up trying to feel like they're changing history? You know what it is? I, tell, I, I kindly tell them, I, I, go get your money back. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but this isn't like, this isn't 1985 you know, where or even 1990, where you go to a comedy club, 
because somebody told you about some guy that's really funny and you think to yourself, well, let's go and see what it is. You know, today, when any comedian, any comedian comes out, they have usually a body of work, even if it's small, that you can go check out. So, you know, do like in sports, do, do your scouting, you know. But if somebody who's been doing stand-up as long as I have, since 1988, sneaks up on you, I kind of blame it on you, not me. You can't, you know, you can't blame me for, I put stuff out there, my material's out there, the way I do stand-up is out there, how I make fun of anything and everybody is out there. And so you, if you come to my show specifically <clears throat> and you're shocked, by the fact that I make fun of everybody, then you didn't do your homework. And I just tell them, like, oh, just leave. I want, because I literally do want to be happy. And I want people to be happy. I want you to come to my show and have a great time. But it does irritate me to no end. You know, if I go up there and I talk about, you know, I have 11 sisters and six brothers. I'm one of 18 kids, you know. Uh, my mother never had periods. She just had people. And... <laughs> Yeah, great. <laughs> when you laugh at that joke, right? That's great. But then if I'm going to talk about your mom or something that, you know, or a mother, <laughs> and then you go, whoa, wait, that's too far. It's like, you were just laughing at a joke about my mom's giant hoo-ha. Really? That's okay? You know, for me to go up and talk about Latinos, oh, my God, I was at my uncle's house, and he killed a goat, and then I threw a party, and my other uncle brought live chickens to kill in my backyard, and I had to tell him about the homeowners association. They, they didn't understand how people that lived across the street can tell me what to do, and everybody's laughing. And then, you know, I do a joke about how I, when I went to your neighborhood and blah, 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 I think that's hypocritical. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I, it's offensive to me, because here's the thing about jokes. Every joke has a victim. Every joke has a victim. And who, how you perceive that joke is based on your opinion. Like, I'll give you an example. The, the, the joke that was told about, you know, the bald head and specifically G.I. Jane. Well, I'm old enough to remember the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm old enough to remember when Demi Moore, in the movie, shaved her head, because she shaved her head for real in that scene. At the time that movie came out, she was considered the sexiest woman alive. Mm -hmm. And when they showed her in that movie all cut up and just looking just ridiculous and shredded with the bald head, it was like a turn-on for all guys. So when, when Chris Rock said that to me, that wasn't a diss. That was saying, hey, you look beautiful like she did, amazing. I think it would have been more of a diss if he would have said, you know, see you in the next Wakanda movie. That would have been more racially motivated. <laughs> it would have been about today. You know, if he would have been like Wakanda forever, that would have been kind of maybe I get it. But even the stuff was benign. It's just, you know, people today grow up thinking that, you know, they don't understand freedom of speech. So for people listening, 13 American troops at the end of last year kind of died in Afghanistan so that I could have the freedom say whatever I want. And if you don't understand that, that's great. Don't come to my show. There's a billion other comics that you can go see. I'm just not that guy. I'm going to talk about reality. You know what I mean? I'm going to talk about real stuff. I'm going to talk about real people. I'm going to talk about the things that are going on in the world. I'm going to talk about how I think that most Americans don't understand how awesome our country is, and they complain about it. America's so amazing, we have fat, poor people. That is an American thing. We go camping in this country, bro. 
Once a year, we literally pretend we're homeless for a weekend. That's how good we have it. We pretend to be poor. It's like once a year. It's almost like the, uh, the, the movie The Purge. It's almost like The Purge. We feel so guilty about our Xboxes and our, and our beautiful lifestyles and our extra televisions. Once a year, we're like, let's live like all those people who come here you know, illegally and jump our fences and swim our borders. Because they live like that forever. Because if you were to ask an illegal immigrant, you want to go camping? And they were to say to you, I don't know, why he's camping? And you were to describe it. No house, no electricity, no phone, no cable, no internet, no wireless, no car. They'd look at you and go, my family has been camping for thousands of years. <laughs> <laughs> and in America... You know, we don't get that. We don't, we don't, we don't get, you know, everybody's like, America's broken, America's broken, America's, America, America, first of all, here's how you know, brother, that all Americans, no matter what you think, and beauty of sports radio, you have conservatives, middle of the road, and you have liberals, and all of those people in America today think they're different. Mm-hmm. I'll prove to you that all Americans are exactly the same when you get rid of the veneer of the crap that we listen to. In 2020 of March, when they told us to quarantine, all right, for about a month or two, they said, America, you're going to have to stay home. I don't care where you live in this country. I don't care your social economic background, race, color, creed, religion. I don't care. Every single American thought the exact same weird thing at the exact same time. They said, you got to stay home. And every American said, oh, my God, I'm going to poop a lot. We need toilet paper. <laughs> what? 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 Seriously? And it's not like a part of, it's not like the sensitive butts, you know, from, from the blue states like California did it. Mm. Every American went, oh my God, I have to take care of my butt <laughs> in, these, in these turbulent times of staying home and snacking. This is, this is the stuff that, that I want to get across to people, you know what I mean? That I, that I want to, to, to people to laugh at, but to also get like, Look, this this is what's happening. This is what's going on. You know, and and if you, if you don't like it, cool, go see somebody else. But I'm I'm just I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being told that I'm a phobic this or phobic that because mm-hmm. I laugh at this or laugh at that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I I don't want to hear it. And and my I'm a curious human being. I'm never going to treat anybody badly because of the way they look or anything like that. But you know what? It's kind of like when I'm yeah, last night. I was at a jack-in-the-box, and there were three people ahead of me. I don't remember exactly what they looked like. <laughs> I do remember that each time we got closer, they would say, hey, welcome to jack-in-the-box. What would you like? And when it came to me, the guy looked at me, and he goes, hey, estamos en jack-in-the-box, ¿qué quieres? <laughs> and I immediately just ordered in Spanish. I didn't get offended. I didn't go, whoa, I look different than those people. Obviously, I do. And I speak Spanish. What, am I going to get mad at him for getting it right? You know, <laughs> my problem is, don't get mad at me if I stare a little bit because, because I see breasts in an Adam's apple. I'm not mad. <laughs> I don't think you're anything bad. My brain is just going, wait, what? let me figure this out for a second. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I'm not going to say anything bad. Hell, I might even hit on her. Or him. I don't know, depending on where this is going. You know what I'm saying? I might even be like, hey, I'm curious. I just want to know what's the surprise going to be. I don't, I like Cracker Jacks, but this surprise might be a little too big for me. One of them says, mm. I'm going to like it. The breast say I'm going to like it. The Adam's apple says, 
I, I might be a little scared. So, you know, talk to me. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with doing a joke about that. You know, everything that's out of bounds. You, no, your, your feelings are not protected by the Constitution, especially when we're doing jokes at a comedy club, mm-hmm. on a comedy stage, by a comedian. It's unbelievable. And, and here's the weird part. Comedians who do crazy jokes are being canceled. Um, comedians who have been accused of sexual misconduct, et cetera, et cetera, are selling out. Hmm, no doubt. Everybody make sure to check out Carlos Mencia. Helium Comedy Club St. Louis. Go to heliumcomedy.com. Hey, Carlos, man, good stuff. And uh, we'll see you when you're back in San Fran, all right? I can't wait to get there. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Uh, it's always great catching up with the comedians when they're in town or we get them on the horn. And uh, a lot of time we get the headliners from Good Night's Comedy Club in Raleigh down there on West Morgan Street. And you want to make sure you get down there tonight, folks. And I'm talking about tonight. Yes, hump day, Wednesday at 8 o'clock because veteran comedian Andy Forrester is going to be recording an album. Andy, welcome to the show. So are you going to do two sets and then try and edit them together, or are you going to try and get one good one in a chunk? <laughs> I think we're doing one in a chunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrase, one in a chunk. That's the name of the album now. That's great. That's what we're calling it, one in a chunk. Maybe instead of um, Wendy's four for four, you can go Wendy's one in a chunk. One in a chunk. That's it. That's, I'm pulling up the Wendy's. That's how I'm ordering. Listen, can I get one in a chunk? <laughs> uh, no, I think we're just doing one show tonight at 8 o'clock, uh, unless there's something I don't know about. And uh, But, yeah, it should be 8 o'clock, and um, I think they still got some tickets left, so uh, I'd love for people to come out. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and you're really, it's really risky because if you happen to get the bachelorette party or the woman who yells, I heard that the whole show, it could ruin it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the, they're really good at good nights about, uh, you know, like uh, hopefully telling people to 
stop that nonsense and whatever. But uh, I don't think bachelorette parties usually are going to come out on a Wednesday night. And uh, so hopefully I won't uh, have that. Nothing to knock bachelorette parties other than I would love it if they would stop coming to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now also, not to uh, stop the laughs, but you worked with Louis Anderson. You worked with Gilbert Gottfried. You think about you know Norm MacDonald, and um, uh, you think about um, uh, just Bob Saget. Saget. Yeah, what the hell is going on? You know, I think it's I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like uh, you know, I, I certainly I, I, you know people pass away, and I think unfortunately a lot of times it just sort of happens, and you're like, well, you know, they were like I didn't know Gilbert uh, uh, was struggling with the disease. I didn't know that. Um, you know, Louie, of course, has, uh, I, I'm sure he's had a lifetime of health problems as mm-hmm. a bigger person, my own self. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you're fit, you don't have nearly as many medical issues as if you're a, if you're a bigger person. So, um, and, and I think, you know, um, it, it, I think it's one of those things where it just sort of happens, but it's kind of like when, uh, I remember when Prince and David Bowie died, it was like in the same year and it was like, oh, how could this happen? You're like, well, it just kind of happens. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. kind of happens. It's not something that's uh, certainly not scheduled, or one would hope. Uh, but I think just by chance, some of our comedy greats have uh, have left this world. And I feel privileged to have been able to work with several. I mean, I you know, it was uh, Louis Anderson called me because I had filmed something with him actually out in Clayton and uh, North Carolina. And he had called me and said, hey, can you open for me at a theater in Raleigh? And I was like, absolutely. But, I mean, this kind of crazy when you get a phone call from from you know somebody famous you're like oh man this is this is awesome i basically just asked you the question why do we die so i'm sorry about that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but you know the the thing is it's um you know it it is kind of uh crazy that it's like it's only april and we've lost you know quite a few big name comedians so it it is kind of that way and i and i I hate it, but at the same time, you know, you're like, well, it, it happens. I mean, um, it's kind of like the uh, the drummer for Foo Fighters. Like, yeah. I never would have expected him to pass away, but I also didn't know that he, you know, used, used you know, drugs and whatnot. But I was a huge fan, so I, I'm just as disappointed as everybody else. Yeah, I would also like to ask you about uh, relationships uh, and the stock market and cryptocurrency. No. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Forrester is with us. Now, you say it would be bad radio now if you said, yeah, I got health problems, and then I didn't ask you what they were. Not to pry, but uh, are you doing all right, Andy? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. I, 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 uh, I, I've had, uh, you know, I think uh, all, all, I don't know. I, I think it, I, as, a, as a bigger person, I have, it has proven to me that, that, that it's not great to be overweight. I think most people know that. You, you try not to you try not to harp on it. Uh, I can tell you years and years ago, I started peeling from the top of my scalp all the way down, like just scales on my body. It was the weirdest thing. And I, I ended up at Duke, and they couldn't figure it out. And then I went on a diet and lost like 50 pounds, and it, it went away. And they, I showed up to Duke. They were like, what happened? I was like, well, I lost weight. They're like, no, 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 no. Where, where's the <laughs> – I was like – all I can tell you is, is I lost weight, and that seemed to fix it. So, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly healthy. I, uh, I've been fighting a little bit of a cold here, but other than that, not not too bad. 
Now I know on your um, your Twitter, your comic Big A. Uh, yeah. Any no affiliation to the Angel Stadium? Uh, no, no. Um, they call I, that the Big A, by the way. I did not know that. I yeah. did not know that. That is my nickname, Big A. I've had it since I was a teenager, and uh, I uh, when I started doing stand up, I, I sort of went as Big A, and mm. then just uh, I had always heard to get on Letterman. Like he never would have comics that had a nickname, mm. and uh, and not not that that'll ever happen. But I was like, nah, I probably should stop that, and um, you know. So, but I still people call me that all the time, and that is that's my website, that's my Twitter, that's everything, that's my Facebook, and you name it, Instagram. So uh, I I don't mind it. I just you know, friends call me Big A, and others call me Andy Forster, and I'm good with all of that. So yeah, I did not know that there is a stadium uh, named Big A. So. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, so y'all are sports, all kind of sports, right? Sure. Um, I am, I'm not a huge sports guy, but I'll tell you a quick funny one. Sure. Uh, I was, I went to Augusta this past weekend to Whoa. tell jokes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out, turns out, uh, there was something going on in Augusta, uh, while I was there. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I know it was kind of wild and I, I, I listen to radio all the time, and I heard these guys talking one day about how, like, they had said something along the lines of, like, well, uh, they said something about a tiger and that he was only playing with one good leg. And I and I told the audience that I went performance was like, look, I don't I don't watch sports, but if there is a one legged tiger playing golf, I am going out there and watching that. I will I will suck it up and watch some golf if there's a one legged tiger shooting golf. Ah, good so. stuff. Andy Forrester is with us. He's doing an album at 8 o'clock tonight at Raleigh Goodnights. A couple more questions uh, for Andy. <clears throat> yeah, good thing golf is okay with nicknames. Otherwise, he'd have to be, what, Eldridge Woods Jr., right? <laughs> I did not know that's his name. That's awesome. I learned it's not Eldridge. What is it, Dominic? It's not Eldridge. It's uh, Eldrick. That's it. Eldrick. Okay. Yeah. Eldrick. And also, oh, you think I'm... about Letterman not liking comedians and nicknames. That's even more of an accomplishment that Bobcat made it on all those times. Yeah, it is. You know, I think it's one of those things where um, I think if he got, you know, he's a, he, I think he's a, a curmudgeon. I was, a, I'm a, still a huge Letterman fan. He seems like he was sort of a known curmudgeon. So I think it's one of those things. It's like, no, I'm not going to have, you know, Big A or Larry Larry or whatever. You know, just <laughs> comics with nicknames or something. So. Um, but, but, you know, again, that could also be something where it's like, somebody told me that I believed it. And then, you know, that could not be the case at all. But <laughs> if, if you, you know, uh, if you look back, there's not a lot of like, you know, nickname comedians on there. Okay? Well, <clears throat> that's the thing that I always hear, like people who would try out for SNL, they're like, don't kill or they'll think you're a hack. And it's like, wait, aren't I supposed to it be, ki- aren't I supposed to be killing? Yeah, yeah, that I don't understand that at all. I thought that's yeah. the whole point. But uh, uh, <laughs> and well, how would that make you a hack? I thought I thought if like you went in there and just slayed them with your impressions and your skits and whatever, that it would be awesome. So I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I'm not because I I'm a huge SNL fan. So I mm-hmm. you know I I've heard about certain people's. Uh, I heard a great one about Jake and Sudeikis the other day that in between his audition. Chris Rock came in, and right before Jason Sudeikis was supposed to go in, Chris Rock came in and did 20 minutes in front of the audience that he was going to audition in, because they were like, yeah, sure, come in, and he killed, and then Jason Sudeikis had to follow that. 
Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's even funnier to contrast that. Uh, Chris Rock said that when he auditioned, Dana Gould went before him, and he said Dana Gould was so brilliant that he left. And then Lauren called him and said, "Where'd you go?" And he's like, "I, I, I'm not even close to Dana Gould." And then, of course, they took him, <laughs> they took him, and not Dana. And Dana is is tremendous. I love him. Yeah. And if if you if you are a fan of of SNL, you'll you'll. Remember, like Bill Hader came on and he did an impression of Vincent Price, mm-hmm. and he he admitted to Dana Gould. Uh, just so you know, I stole that impression from you because Dana <laughs> Gould does an insane Vincent Price. So I love it. He that does. is a great story. Yeah, no, he does. Dana's a great guy. He's been in here many times. If you ever get to uh, Cobb's or the uh, Punchline out here, you got to come in the studio and sign the wall like everybody else. I would love to. That would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah. Also, I hear that uh, according to your little press release, you're you're ready to get away from your family. Is that because of the pandemic? <laughs> well, I live with all ladies. I have two daughters and a wife, and even my dog, who's laying here beside me, is a lady. Mm-hmm. And um, they are. I think they're trying to kill me. Have been for a while, <laughs> even before the pandemic. But the pandemic did not help. So mm-hmm. yes, I am definitely ready to be out and about. And I love them. I love them. But I do believe. If they if they could get away with it, they would kill me. Um, and for no no reason other than every now and then they're just they're they're nuts here. So uh, yeah, I'm I've been having to try to entertain a 14 year old because she's on spring break this week. And uh, yeah, she'll just come in and sit beside me. What are we doing now? What are we doing now? Huh? How about now? What are we doing now? I was gonna take a nap. I guess not. So, yeah. Well, I gotta say, on a, on a day where you're doing an album, you seem full of confidence and very relaxed. You don't seem like a nervous wreck. No, because I think it's the, you know, like I do, I perform comedy all the time, so I know my material. I'm not really uh, super worried about it. Um, you know, I've written out my set list, and, you know, I'll go over it again, and hopefully I'll remember it, uh, you know, but I have, I have ADHD, so do my kids, so... Uh, I had a comic ask me recently, he goes, you have ADHD? How do you remember all that? I'm like, well, I think repetition helps, but also I write it out before I do it. So hopefully my brain will be like, hey, remember what you wrote out? You should do that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love it because I don't see you panicking 10 minutes into a bad crowd and moving your closer up. It's going to be on rails, isn't it? Yes. No, I would never, I would never do that. I would, I would. Uh, I would literally, you know, the, it's funny, the group that I performed for in Augusta, I didn't know, this is about a group of like 30 people they hired for like a private event, and they've been at golf all day long, and so I'm telling jokes to these people, and they're not really laughing a lot, and I realized that the company I was performing for had brought people in from all around the world, so there's like 30 people there, and maybe five of them are American, and the rest are from like India and Brazil, and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work at all like I thought it was. So, <laughs> you, I, and, and it's like, I don't have international material, so I didn't, I don't know how to change that up, but I, uh, I did the best I could. And, uh, but yeah, like I, if I do a show and uh, something were to go off the rails, I would be like, all right, I'll, what's, uh, I mean, and it's a recording too. So worst case scenario, I pull that little uh, slip of paper out of my pocket and go, where were we? So. <laughs> or do the old, yeah. all right, what else, what else? Yeah, right. I, I I can't I can't say that I, I, that drives me crazy. So I, it drives me nuts to watch a comedian say, "What else was I going to talk about?" Like we know what you were going to talk about. Right. So uh, yeah, I try not to do that. Well, everybody, get your tickets. Goodnightscomedy.com and uh, get down there. Eight six one West Morgan Street, Raleigh, North Carolina. Tobacco Road. Good nights and Factory Restaurant as well. And you will hear the 
album recording live, Andy Forrester on Helium Records. Andy, great having you on. And uh, yeah, when you're here in the city, we'd love to see you in person. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had an absolute blast. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, and uh, sometimes people say, what? what is the reach of this show, Rick? Does it get to Hayward, San Leandro, Oakland, one of those? Yeah. No, we're coast to coast. We're around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Love the comedians when they're in town. And I uh, wish we could get her in studio, but we'll get her on the horn right now. Welcome back to the show. Annie Letterman, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. She's at Cobb's Comedy Club right here in North Beach down on uh, Columbus coming up this weekend. And, uh, Annie, I was just wondering, we were talking last time about your Philly roots with with your connections, their family connections at Penn, did you ever think you would be a Penn Quaker, or were you not a 4.0? No, I was. I went to like a juvenile delinquent school. I didn't. They didn't even give us grades at the school I went to. <laughs> <laughs> there was not a chance. My dad was actually offered uh, when he was when we were very little. He was offered a deal where you could get a percentage of Penn tuition towards any college, or if you wanted to ride on your kids being smart you could get a full ride to Penn, and he was like, oh, let's just <laughs> do the 10%. <laughs> so they didn't give you grades? What did they give you, dime bags? No, honestly, they did. I actually did get, like, I went to, like, a molester school, but we don't want to bum everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say they taught us life lessons. Well, so what you did... Know, all the teachers did, like, we went to, we went, um, our spring trip was to Mexico at one point, and all the teachers were, like, wasted. They were all like, our malaria medicine doesn't work. Everyone was hammered. People were going to strip clubs. It was crazy. <laughs> Don't send your kids to alternatives. If the teachers are called by the first name, do not send your kids there. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you give me an F, Jerry? Right. <laughs> they couldn't give us that. So, um... They asked us, they asked us but they never gave us that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is that how you ended up in, in Santa Fe? Yeah, well, I like, um... I wanted to go to a college. I didn't want, like, hard work. I didn't like reading or anything like that. So I wanted to go to college. I thought I wanted to maybe be, like, a special ed teacher or I wanted to do art or something. Mm-hmm. So I just looked at a bunch of schools, and I, I, th- I decided I hated Philly, which, you know, you do when you're rebellious. You hate your home. Mm-hmm. Or some people do. I did. And um, so I was like, I'm getting as far out of there as possible. And um, I found this school in the, called the College of Santa Fe, and then that ended up going out of business. <laughs> Maybe I didn't pick the right school, but it was fun. I had a good time in school. 
One thing, I'd, I had a friend from Santa Fe in college, and he said it's it's very new agey, very spacey. A lot of people, like, you know, will, you know, kind of just uh, make uh, pots and pans and sort of pray to new agey gods. Did you find it new agey? You know, I feel like there's less of that than there are just, like, old retired people. It was just, like, a weird, like, I got so wasted and crazy there because you really had, I mean, it's a beautiful place, but it was like, what are you going to, how many times can you hike the same two mountains? getting wasted stuff like that it is like it's new agey but i just live in la so it seems like i mean that seems like pg compared to here mm-hmm. everywhere we got yoni eggs everybody's got a crystal up their crotch we're all uh <laughs> lighting candles <laughs> i have two shamans we'll just say i have two shamans and i have none in santa fe because <laughs> other than that i have two competing shamans you probably never even knew you had chakras until you went there yeah, I, there's certain things I, I can't get. I'm, I definitely am into some of the woo-woo stuff. I need some woo-woo stuff that helps me get rich and happy and I love my life. I'm into any of the other stuff. I'm like, I hate when people tell you, like, this actually, I, I take this as an assault. When people go, oh, my God, it's Mercury's in rec- retrograde. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Mercury, you're putting a hex on me. You're telling me that for, the moon is in a certain area, so I'm going to have a bad luck. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm over here. I'll watch, I would rather watch Ghost Hunters than that. I, I couldn't agree more. But that... The moon? I'm like, you can't get me involved in the moon. I can't <laughs> care about the moon. <laughs> I like the sun, okay? <laughs> well, we can laugh about this now because you're, you're a big success, but correct me if I'm wrong, you were like uh, one of the best young swimmers in the in the country, and then you got hurt, and so is that when you started drinking? Yeah, you know, I actually was. I was starting to train for the uh, Junior Olympics when I was in... How old was I? I was 12, so I was in sixth grade. Um, so I, I don't say I was one of the best yet, but I was on my way. And I got these shoulders. You know, I was born with these swimming shoulders. <laughs> and now it's just, you know, uh, hecklers. I'm not going to – let's just say I have the shoulders that will knock out Will Smith. People <laughs> are afraid of me. But um, I, you know, I got in a car accident, and then I started smoking cigarettes and drinking and stuff. That was around that time. Because I just needed, like, to put my energy somewhere, so I found something cooler, Newport. <laughs> yeah, you know, you talk about going to the stage. I saw Jessica Curson, who I love. She, oh, amazing, right? Yeah. She uh, tweeted out a couple of days ago, I think you guys were at the store on stage together, and yes. somebody was, what What happened there? Okay, so we were on, so she had a show in the belly room, and she was like, you would go up and you would do, like, 10, 15 minutes, I can't remember how long the set was, and then she would come up and you kind of, like, talk crap together. Are, you, are we on... Radio, radio? Yeah, we're on regu- regular okay. radio. I taught myself. You like that? Nicely. Um, okay, so we were talking smack, and um, and someone in the audience said something, some girl with that, and I said something. I said, am I allowed to say S-L-U-T? Slut? You can say slut. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's in Texas, by the way. Um, okay, so <laughs> no, this isn't Utah. You can say wow. slut. Oh, my God. By the way, Utah, I don't know why I sell out in Utah. It's like the Mormons love me. Um, I love them back, too. I really do. They're beautiful people. You can tell God loves them back. Their faces are gorgeous. Their skin is perfect. I'm like, Jesus loves you back, baby. Anyway, okay. <laughs> it's all that salt so, Yeah. So, I, you yeah, know, I, we were up there, and some girl said something, and I said, I don't trust you with your slutty bangs. I was like, those are the slutty bangs that I've ever seen. And this drunk guy came up, and he was like, I just want to say, sluttiest bangs is the funniest thing I've ever heard. But it was, he creeped up. It was so frightening. And it was days before that, the Chris Rock thing happened. And then also the night before the Chris Rock thing happened, I had my friend filming me just going behind the scenes stuff. 
And I asked Mark Marin, I challenged him to a slap fight in the green room of the main room of the comedy store. And we were slapping the crap out of each other. We were just slapping the slut out of each other. We just were slapping and slapping and slapping. And it was all on film. And then the next day that happened. So immediately I had my editor just like edit together a little thing of us like all slapping each other. Mm-hmm. It was funny. <laughs> Well, also, people should know uh, your Trash Tuesday pod and, and, and video, and uh, Esther's been on this show many times. Haven't had Kalila oh, on the show yet either, but uh, you guys are having too much fun over there. It's really fun. We just did our first live streaming show. It was so fun. Unfortunately, I did. I don't know why I gave my parents tickets, because they had all these, like, they, like the producers had, the producers have very weird ideas. Half of the show is just me screaming at the producers for their ideas. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> What the slut is this? So, um, so they like uh, one of the things was they got like vibrating underwear, and then they were like in control. But I'm like, my dad, my 80 year old dad is watching this. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. So, but it was really fun, <laughs> and we're gonna do it even crazier next time. But yeah, we do that. It comes out every Tuesday at 9 a.m. our time. But it's we really it's just a blast. It's fun to just have just talk slut with your two girlfriends. It's good to hear your dad's. I know. I know you're close with your dad, and and I think last time we talked, he wasn't doing that well. So he's doing better now. Yes, he is. He's doing great. My dad, yeah, he got heart surgery, mm. and um, it was funny. We were like, he was, you know, kind of on his possible deathbed, and I was asking him, I was like, is there anything you would, you know, do differently? And this is all from like, you know, he's got heart disease and plaque and heart stuff, and he had to get a triple bypass. And he goes, yeah, you know, I think I would be a comedian. I was Aww. like, oh, I thought I meant health wise then. <laughs> Maybe he loves hamburgers. <laughs> Not being this pickle. <laughs> Last so question. I love my dad. He's so funny. I love him. No, that's really cool. Last question for you. You know, a lot of comedians, the you know, unlike rock musicians where we want you to like play the hits, uh, you know, but still somebody might ask you, like, you know, Chris Porter, do your Taco Bell or, you know, uh, Jim Gaffigan, do Hot Pockets. What about you when someone asks you to do the dental floss thing? Well, you know, honestly, people haven't really asked me. I like how it's all, like, food-related, and then mine's, like, gingivitis. But um, <laughs> usually what I do is I tell Chris Porter's Taco Bell bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's one I way. I call them all slots, and I scream. No, um, yeah, there is something really weird about when people demand. You know how everyone always, well, you tell them you're a comedian, and then they're like, tell me a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, Amy, buy a ticket and pay for two drinks. Get away from me. <laughs> buy a merch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, but I, yeah, it is, it's interesting to be, well, the reason we all got into this job is to not be told what to do, so it's interesting when anyone tells you what to do. No, I But can't. I would tell the joke again, but I use that as a, sometimes, every once in a while, I've had, throughout my career, I've had hecklers that, like, you can just tell they want to do stand-up, mm. so I kind of make them come on stage sometimes, because I'm like, if you're going to embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you, so I'll make them come on stage, and sometimes that's, I'll, I'll whisper my joke into their ear, that joke, the... Yeah. It's yeah. kind of my only clean joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved you. Yeah, no, I loved you on that David Spade show. I wish they were still doing it. It's uh, Annie Letterman, Annie Letterman at Cobb's Comedy Club. You can pick up your tickets this weekend. Make sure to check out, as I mentioned, out here on uh, Columbus Street, uh, the big room here in San Francisco. Annie, yes, thanks for. Come see us. Have come a great time. It's going to be so fun. The shows are electric, guys. It's like not just a regular show. It's amazing. I did meet and greet after Solve Merge. I'm also coming with Josh Potter, one of my best friends from the Funniest Guys Live. It's like an absolute party. I cannot wait. I do a whole intro that I can't tell you about, but you'll love it. 
Yeah, Josh it's Potter. Very, very he is very funny in his own right. He's a headliner, so that's really cool. Oh, so, no, I know. I tell him I'm going to tank his career so he keeps going on the road. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ruin him. I'm going to ruin him. He's, he's a no, feat. Thank you so much. I wish I could be in studio with you. I had so much fun in studio. I know, I know. It would be cool. Well, we'll yeah. Together. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, thanks, Annie. Have a great time in the city. Bye, guys. Can't wait to see you. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.